Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. Get ready? Prepare for blastoff. Victor of Starfighters, my name is Carlin Jones, and this is a Starfighter full movie podcast. And today, I brought along a special guest because <laughs> we're going to be watching the 2003 action suspense thriller Kill Bill. Um, Mary Kate, thank you for being on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, Mary Kate, you hate Kill Bill. This is not a, a normal thing to uh, to say. Yeah, um, it's one of those movies that I've just been always told, first off, by my brother to watch. So anything he tells me to do, I don't want to do. And um, I also am not big on Quentin Tarantino. I find him suspect yeah. at best. <laughs> Same here. I, I, I can't stand his work, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Um, and I'm not big on action movies and, um, there's some crazy things that went on that, on that set that really turned me off. So it's a number really? of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what did you hear? That Quentin Tarantino nearly killed Uma Thurman on set. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So there was this stunt and Uma Thurman was really, really nervous about it and she kept pushing back on it and, um, and didn't want to do it and. Quentin Tarantino got really angry with her and they got to a few arguments about it, said she's costing him money, wow. all this stuff. So then she, did, she she agrees to do the, um, she finally agrees to do the stunt. The accident is so bad that her immediate reaction when she woke up from the accident was that she'll never walk again. She really um, <clears throat> got hurt. She was eventually fine, obviously, but, um, you know, apparently she never really got over it and never really forgave him for it. Um, and that really wow. kind of like amongst the many re my qualms with Tarantino that are kind of well known. I think that one really stuck with me. Yeah, that's freaking awful. So I work in, in the, in the film industry down here in Atlanta and seeing some of that happen on set. Like I remember, well, I wouldn't say it's like the director's fault, but I remember one shoot there was, uh, someone going through this stunt and like explosions and stuff like that and things went wrong really quick and an ambulance had to come and an actor had to be uh taken away and it was just like holy shit like what could have the producers or director done to like save that actor <laughs> or make them more safe than possible yeah, it happens a decent amount. I know there's a documentary coming out on HBO soon um with Daniel Radcliffe his stunt double on Harry Potter. Um, oh, got, yeah. got permanently paralyzed and he's releasing this documentary about it um but it's kind of like you know it's like the thing with the uma thurman thing it's like all right well the stunt doubles at least like that you know they know they kind of have this risk that's that's part of their job they do you know they um, really do um and and that's something they're all kind of prepared for the worst but i feel like to be pushed as an actress um to do that is you know what made it really oof you know yeah that's really crazy absolutely um well on a cheerier side <laughs> <laughs> um you have lots of uh hobbies and interests which i cannot wait to discuss with you about during the movie um we were talking a little bit earlier and you're saying that you normally gravitate not watching movies when men recommend it to you <laughs> Yeah, um, 
I find that like in media in general, um, I'm, I'm, we kind of talked a little bit about Marvel earlier. It took me a very long time kicking and screaming and it took running out of content during COVID in order for me to actually watch the Marvel <laughs> movies. I did wind up enjoying it and it's kind of my thing. I just really like big movies and I, you know, E.T. is my favorite movie and also Jaws and, and oh, I just love, right. I just love like big, I get a little like emotional at the, the big, big productions. Um, just, you know, I love like Universal Studios, the the music. I, I sit there and listen to scores, you know. Um, for not, for a moment there, I thought you were tearing up. No, no, no. Like, I just love movies so much. No, that's the cold. <laughs> no, so, but I'm not big on films per se. I think it's like, I, I get very turned off by, um, uh, I, I did go to film school as well, at least part of my, um, you know, college <gasps> career. And um, I found that, the people I went to school with were very, very condescending and very, very mean. And I think I just get turned <laughs> off by the whole thing really easily because I just You're don't fucking assholes. Yeah. I just like, don't, I don't, I don't want to be talked down to, you know what I mean? I just want to be around people that Absolutely. actually like me or, and aren't trying to have this, like, can I curse on here? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I'm not like a, so, constantly talking to people that are having like a dick measuring contest at all times. It's just so exhausting, you know? Um, so yeah, I like when people are welcoming and they're like, oh, you don't know this thing. This is really cool. Rather, you haven't seen that thing. You don't know who that is. Like, ugh. so, right, right. um, I think I'm just like turned <laughs> off by it. Um, I can enjoy movies, but, um, and films and the more artsy or of variety, but, um, the whole world just kind of, you know. Right. Right. Well, it's going to be an amazing conversation, I'm sure. So, Starfighters, if you want to watch this movie along with us, it's Kill Bill. I'm pretty sure this is on HBO Max, if I'm not. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm 100% sure this is good. <laughs> this is going to be HBO Max. So, if you want to watch this along with us, you can watch it on HBO Max. So, with that said, we are going to start this movie in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Awesome. Um, this is going to be so. Oh, look, Miramax. You ever like watch movies and you, you see like who, what studio made them and you're kind of like already expecting what it's going to be? Yeah, for sure. I mean, every A24 lately. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on A24 <laughs> movies. <laughs> I can't stand them anymore. I have a friend that works in film and that's his mortal enemy is A24. Every time it comes oh up, he's God. like, oh, no. Dude, my, my brother tried to show me that movie. Um, Everything, Everywhere, Loud at Once, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, I couldn't stand it. Me either. Oh, my God. I couldn't stand it. Okay. Okay, this is great. Because I <laughs> honestly, I didn't like it because the I guess the moral message was so freaking simple, right? So simplicity. And yet they took two hours and some change to get there. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bit um, repetitive and the it gave me a lot of anxiety how much it repeated and it just felt a bit drawn out. And I think the more and more it was drawing out, the more anxiety I got. Um, and I, I don't know, I just did not like it. And I know it's very unpopular, but. Yeah, um, I felt like an amazing student film. That's what it felt like. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> 
Um, so are you a fan of Uma Thurman? Uh, not particularly. I, you know, I don't know much of her work or anything. I just happen to read that article. Really? She's actually, um, she's a really good actress. I would say this. She has, um, she has range. A lot of her characters are very, very much different. I'm so bad with names, too. Like, I never can remember who's who. Everybody um, makes fun just, of me for it. They're like, what do you mean you don't know this actor? You've seen him in everything. I'm like, I don't know. Just call everyone Kevin Bacon. That's what I do. <laughs> For film by Quentin Tarantino. Isn't he only going to do like nine movies or something? He has to be past that by now, right? I would imagine. I don't know. I think Kill Bill is the only Quentin Tarantino movie I've seen. I've def- and I saw this before I even knew who he was. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and I saw Inglorious Bastards. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, his influence is pretty heavy in it and in, in just in filmmaking in general, but I just I can't gravitate towards it. I have, but I will say the the visuals for Kill Bill are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I've had a, you know, a sort of movie membership for a couple of years now, so I I see a lot more movies than I once did, so I I just happened to see um <laughs> his last couple movie membership yeah i think my movie membership was my friend works at the he's like a manager at a theater and he just lets me in (laughs) (laughs) i miss the days of um non-selected seating and used to just sneak into the movie theater and stay there all day that is such a thing now they're like pick your seats yeah what is this shit what what is this My mom used to take us, and we used to be there for at least three movies all day. Mm, damn. My dream is to time travel back to, like, the 40s or 50s and experience a true movie uh, drive-in. Yeah. They had one in Brooklyn for a little bit. Um, it was pretty cool. It was overlooking the skyline. It was kind of a pandemic thing, mm. you know? I saw. I think I saw The Last Avengers there, which I had already seen, but... Yeah, yeah. Atlanta has something like that too, but it's I'm pretty sure the forties were just an experience. Yeah. Well I wasn't like making out in the backseat of a car, you know. Like like Wait, someone sh- No, like someone should have been, <laughs> like in their in their classic car that they bought for two shekels in the forties. I feel like that would be me. Only nobody would want to make out with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just there with a bowl of popcorn and couples are just watching. You're just couples well, first off, everywhere. I'm, well, first off, I'm black, so they would just be staring at me regardless of <laughs> just being there. Sure, 1940, 1950, geez. <laughs> I keep thinking of the of, of me wanting to try and travel back then and then thinking of that quote from Hot Tub Time Machine. Have you ever seen that movie? A very long time ago. He was like, oh, it's the 1800s. So much history here. It's going to be cool. We're like, oh, well, you're kind of black, so it might be dangerous if you go there. But it's going to be awesome regardless. 
Oh, cause that's how I feel. I want to experience a true uh, diner, like you know, like give me a shake and fries and a burger. Like and I want to experience that shit. And an egg cream. Yeah. Um, I I have a feeling this is you when you whenever you see my messages in the group chat. <laughs> It's definitely a Kelsey Plumjit for sure. Yeah, like this mofo, <laughs> this mofo and his Kelsey Plumjit. <laughs> yeah, this movie wastes no time. <laughs> so yeah, I mentioned before Uma Thurman, such a she's a really good actress. She's been in a lot of things that I've actually really like that i've kind of discovered late like what um the truth about cats and dogs is a romantic comedy that i think is really really freaking good that came out in 1997 i believe um she was also in a movie called tape which was absolutely amazing it's about you know the plot of it is crazy it's just about two guys meeting in a motel and they haven't seen each other since high school, and they're just talking. That's just the movie. It's just two heads <laughs> just talking, and it's the most crazy, uh, th- like suspenseful thing ever because they're just talking about their high school days, and then they're kind of talking about like, yeah, whatever happened to that one girl that went to high school? Like, I heard like she was raped or something, and and, and I was like, wait, what? Like, what happened? And then Uma Thurman comes in as that woman jeez and now it's just three people just like having this intense conversation and she's like kind of like taping the conversation or something like that it's it's insane i highly recommend it yeah i'm definitely gonna check that out Um, this is a little bit awkward. You know, I don't really understand the facade of of pretending when you are going to kill this woman. Yeah. Have you ever experienced this? I've certainly experienced awkward moments of adults. I mean, like, have you ever, like, had a heated conversation with someone and then someone just walks into the room and you have to, like, in a split second, just act like everything's fine? Oh, yeah. I usually transition into talking about the first thing I could think about. Um, So I'll just 
it happened recently. I was talking about something and someone walked in and I didn't want them to hear it. And I was like, oh yeah. And I was lifting weights at the gym. And how can you freaking believe this guy? I'm, I think I'm pretty good at thinking on my feet. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling that you try to like make everything a metaphor to what you're actually really talking about, but you're trying to code it. <laughs> so really, if it was like me and you at work and we're having this conversation, it would be like, yeah, Carlin, this guy, he was he was at the gym. Ooh, the muscles, the muscles on him. And uh, yeah, I was eating a lot, you know, I was eating. <laughs> And I'm like, wait, at the gym? Like, what is going on? <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of how it sounds. I probably think I'm much better at the transition than I actually am. I'm awful at it. It just comes off as this really weird improv attempt. <laughs> like, um, we'll be, uh, have you ever seen a movie swim fan? No. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example because um, it's such a funny movie. Um, there is there is a scene where the guy has a girlfriend, but he kind of cheated on her with this other woman and he doesn't know how to break it off with the other woman. And the other woman sent him like a nude photo on the computer. But his girlfriend came into the room and tried to say hello. But the she didn't see the computer screen and the nude that was there. Right. So for me, if I was that guy. The conversation I would be is, hi, how are you doing? My damn, is it hot in here? <laughs> it's very sweaty in here. I feel my oh, nipples God. getting hard. I don't know. <laughs> it, would just, it would just be the worst. I did improv years ago, and the teacher's criticism of me was, because you could teach improv apparently, um, which is a whole, which is a whole thing I won't get into. Big People try teach acting. What <laughs> the improv scene in at least in New York and probably L.A. Chicago is kind of a bit of a triangle scheme, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> wow. The uh, his criticism of me was that I was always attacking people. <laughs> He's like, "You're so aggressive." Wow. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to therapy. Like, screw improv. You know what? I think I can kind of feel that. <laughs> you know, you've never been aggressive towards me, but I can feel that it's inside of you. <laughs> and I'm going to do everything possible in this podcast to bring it up. very interesting it's been so long it's been probably like maybe two decades since i've seen this movie oh wow it's kind of fresh that's good kaboom <laughs> all right what's your favorite cereal uh fruity pebbles but i don't eat them anymore like, oh wait oh oh <laughs> <laughs> that was such a um, weird way to say that. not not a metaphor but <laughs> oh shit 
Oh man, with the kid there. What a bitch move. First off, you missed a shot. <laughs> Point blank. I guess there is no honor amongst these. Mm-hmm. She was going to respect her and say, like, all right, we'll finish this away from your kids so that they don't have to witness you dying and, and shit, but fuck it. Oh, man. And the cycle continues. Now yeah, she's right, I was going to say that's some serious foreshadowing. foreshadowing. Imagine, imagine if the guy who killed Bruce Wayne's parents said this to him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe there wouldn't be a Batman. Yeah, that that'll uh, that'll definitely change your mind about the person that just killed your parent. Yeah, he murdered my parents, <laughs> but he seemed very sincere about it. <laughs> I think I'll let it go this time, Alfred. The reasoning was sound. Um, so I don't want to escape from this really weird answer you just gave about fruity pebbles you oh. told you told me you ate some you told me you love something but you don't eat it yes because they're just pure sugar but i do love them I, you know i just can't i can't eat that anymore mm. how about you what about cereal for you <sighs> growing up i think my favorite was i used to eat them all but i think my favorite growing up was um Lucky Charms, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I would just eat Irish. the marsh. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I would just eat the uh, marshmallows out of them. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what everyone used to do. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, great. Yeah, nothing but sugar, <laughs> sugar, 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 sugar. And we talked about this in the group chat because for people who don't know, Mary Kate and I were on a WNBA group chat. Where, well, we, you and I, we talk strictly basketball. Everyone else, it's just horny hours <laughs> all the time of the day. <laughs> you know, I almost, after the season ended, I almost left, but it was so funny. I finally stuck it out and it was so funny that I was like, wait a second. And now it's my favorite source of entertainment. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, I don't understand why people were leaving the group chat, but yeah. I'm just like, yo. This is honestly what makes it the best. Like, yeah. like before the season, after the season. <laughs> How long has that chat been around? I don't. It's it's been around for a while. Yeah. I I recently just got there, like in April. So I haven't even been there long. But I was there before it was like sixty ish people because there's really only like I think like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, it seems like most people aren't active on it. <clears throat> okay, I want to take this time and admit something to you. Yeah. It has been my biggest dream 
ever to be a cowboy. I honestly feel you on that. I'm obsessed with the West and the wild, wild West and the the desert of it all. Right. I, that was when I was my happiest. The two times I was driving around the desert. Um, Okay, now, are you coding things again? Because I feel like we're talking about something. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you remember what? It's putting metaphors on me. No. Um, <laughs> Sounds like you're trying to get rid of a body right now. <laughs> I think, too, I'm just, like, so used to one terrain that the desert is so fascinating to me because I've never really experienced too much of it. Hmm. Yeah, I grew up watching Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, if you if you ever know what that show is, um, with Chuck Norris, and I've always wanted the cowboy hat, I wanted the boots, <laughs> I wanted the revolver, and I just want to walk up to someone and say, "Get off my land! <laughs> this town ain't big <laughs> enough for the two of us." You're in my city, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of puns that I just really want to use, and it, I was dressed up as a cowboy. Did you watch the, um, I forgot what the director's name, Pedro Pascal's short film where he's a cowboy? Mm-mm, and never. Um, Ethan Hawke. Mm-mm, no, never. I just recently, I said recently, it was probably like last year, I started watching um, Heartland. I've never seen it. It's actually not bad for for what it is, because it's kind of like soap opera mm-hmm. and episodic. It's um, it's actually pretty good. The characters are pretty fun and the soundtrack is great. It's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For country music, it's freaking great. <laughs> <clears throat> OK, so I have a question for you. I want you to answer it honestly. OK. So let's say this is you right now, uh-huh. right? You're Uma Thurman. You've been left for dead. I want you to name three individuals that would probably be responsible for that. Kelsey Plum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she was very sincere about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be responsible? I don't, I, I actually feel like some of them I can't name. But I definitely have mm. one particular person in mind. Actually, two. Okay, great, let's, great. Let's call That's them, fantastic. Let's call them ex-friends. Okay. Ooh, ex-friends. Yeah. Okay. For me personally, I think people who would try to leave me for dead or try to kill me are people I've never met before, but I feel like they have a relationship with me. Like they know me. Um, for starters, hey, the first one will be Kel- Kelsey Plum's husband. <laughs> I think I think he knows who I am. Wait, wait, who are you gonna say? Um, no, I was just gonna say people hating from afar, oh, living in your head rent. Live, you're living in their head rent free. Yeah, I, well, yeah. There's definitely that. Um, <clears throat> who else? Oh, I I would like to believe Emma Stone would try to kill me <laughs> because obviously you're not you're not well versed onto this podcast and to just who i am but i hate emma stone with a package <laughs> i cannot That's stand so her random. face i can't you, you know what it is it's like um 
You ever watch The Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah. That when a dad has like this hatred for his neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> but the neighbor doesn't hate him at all. Yeah. That's me and Emma Stone. That's literally me. What was his neighbor's name? Uh, Dinkleberg. Dinkleberg. Something like that. Dinkleberg. Yeah, Dinkleberg. Yeah, not Dinkleberg. <laughs> Dinkleberg. And that's real because that's me and Emma Stone. I can't stand her movies. Honestly, I can't. I don't know how she. I mean, I hated that white jazz movie, whatever the hell it was. Oh, my God. Talk about it. La La Land was fucking trash. Oh, my God. It was so horrendous and surface level and and overhyped. You know, we have a lot of things in common. I know. I'm surprised. (laughs) We we both have people who want to kill us. (laughs) I feel like. I'm trying to think of someone that would want to kill me that is, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio would really hate me and and would wish I wasn't here. Really? Were you, oh, you, oh, okay. For listeners out there who don't know, because obviously you wouldn't, before the podcast, we were talking about this. You said you hated, like you never wanted to see Wolf on Wall Street. Yes. Sorry. I got distracted by the movie. (laughs) 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 <laughs> for a moment that you you're just silent because like oh shit he outed me out <laughs> i just left the podcast no, I, was, I was really i was actually into the movie i'm so sorry um yes i hate wolf of roll street and it's more so it would be great if it wasn't for the fanfare around it i guess i mean it's not the best mm. movie ever but um, i never seen it uh uh, pass you know yeah i think i think you know how bad and evil wall street people are i think i'm just like a little sick of like really bad people being painted in good light you know you mean evil white men <laughs> yeah yeah and that's you know killers of the flower moon came out and i i enjoyed it but it's a bit of my um slight criticism of the movie for that same mm, reason really yeah interesting i mean i Clearly evil characters, but I feel like there's a little sympathy that was not needed. Um, maybe you can help me with something. I have this thing where I'm trying to have intelligent movie conversations with somebody, and they just keep laughing at what I say. Now I'm going to start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's what I'm trying to get at. So, we were talking about What's that movie called that you just mentioned? Killers of the Flower Moon. Right. So tell me one thing that you liked about it, and I'm going to continue this conversation. And maybe you'll see the problem that I have. Um, it was beautiful. And um, mm-hmm. Lily Gladstone. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two things that really stood out. And Robert De Niro was amazing, and even though he was such a bastard. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was one of his better wow. roles, honestly. I was really... <laughs> kind of taken by him because usually it's hard for me to unsee De Niro but I felt like I could take remove him from the picture you know not completely it's impossible but you know what I mean yeah absolutely I absolutely know what you mean so Mm -hmm. a movie that I just revisited was Barney's Big Adventure and I thought that that movie was incredible (laughs) what it's are you laughing did you say Barney's Big Adventure that's exactly what I just said like like Barney the Dinosaur Yes. Is there a different Barney? I don't know because it's just not what I was expecting you to say. 
Do you see the problem that I have? I don't know why people can't take me serious. Now I'm getting where you're going. <laughs> um, but it was a fantastic movie when I rewatched it. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I saw. <laughs> I saw a guy. I saw literally in the movie. I kid you not, because you know how, like in actual life, people are crazy when they drive, right? They they like talk on the phone. They like start texting people. This guy was driving to the fair and he was trying to, I kid you not, he was trying to make a hamburger and french fries in the car while driving his pickup truck. What? <laughs> like legit, he had a fryer, he had like a grill in his car. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was crazy. Do you ever see those videos of the girl that makes extravagant meals in her dorm using like hot, um, hot plates and uh, a microwave? I've never seen it. I'm not on TikTok. It's probably for the best. Everyone keeps telling me that. And <laughs> yeah. I try to tell Audrea, who's also in the group chat, that um, I'm glad I'm not on TikTok because if I was, I would literally be just looking at porn stars all day. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot more than that on there but <laughs> it's just it's just could have fooled me yeah it's like every time you think a social media website can be toxic it just outdoes itself and tiktok's features just lend itself to this level of toxicity that is just so unbelievable oh well i've heard about that i've actually you know it's funny my girlfriend sends me tiktoks all day that's all she does honestly that's her like existence one part of her existence <laughs> to send me tiktoks um hello tamsin um she she sent me this tiktok and it was about like the negativity on tiktok and this guy was like hey i made two videos on tiktok being negative to see how it played out and they got more featured throughout the airspace than him doing positive ones and the more negative videos he did, the more money he made and was able to send him to like Hawaii yeah, exactly. for a vacation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like, crazy. you know, it's Twitter's happening a bit, I think, because apparently people are getting paid for tweets now. So mm. people are just outrage farming on Twitter now. There's something you would say this is filmed on film right for the time period i know nothing about camera work so bear with me um it was actually filmed on a camcorder oh uh, wow no i'm joking no, go, yes, <laughs> yes i would i would like to believe quit if i'm not mistaken quentin tarantino and i think there's only three other filmmakers like in hollywood that are really big that only f film with film there's just something extra about it that I miss for the most part with digital. A little green. I don't know. It just adds something. It does. It truly does. Um, that's why a lot of filmmakers, when they shoot in digital, um, they try to add it in post, mm. which you can. And it's it, it can almost be seamlessly, but uh, you, you have to know the right people to kind of do that. It takes a yeah. lot of effort. Oh my god. <laughs> Talk about uh makeup work there. 
Yeah. Yeah, really good prosthetics. Yeah. Half hour and I am invested, I should say. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I know I was not going to be, so <laughs> already a win, I think. <laughs> or at least I thought I wouldn't. Give be. this movie give this movie nine stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always find it funny when movies do the slow-mo. Yeah. <clears throat> Plenty of moments in my life where, where, where the camera was slow-mo like this. <laughs> Isn't there something about an artery on the back of your ankle being the place to aim for? I honestly, that's like one of my biggest things that I can't watch. Like, cuts in the ankles oh, oh now i'm thinking about it <laughs> i just feel like that's one of those things that kids used to say is like you want to aim for this artery in the ankle i, I don't know as kids discuss murder they're like oh fascinating <laughs> <laughs> tell us more <laughs> you know how like i don't know if this happens with men but for girls from like age like eight to like 14 it just you get super weird and like usually wind up in like into like supernatural stuff and like witch witchy things wait what it's a phenomenon with girls yeah you ask most girls they thought they were like a witch at 10 years old i'm telling you it's a thing are you telling me you practice witchcraft um, there's been times. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought some, um, there's a, this witch shop down by my parents. I bought some sage for financial reasons. It's, it was specifically for that, says the witches in the shop. And I was really desperate because I was unemployed. So <laughs> I lit it twice. And actually, I wound up getting my job that I have now. Okay. <laughs> The second so time else? I lit it, I randomly won $400 on FanDuel by pressing buttons. So I'm just saying there might be something to it. Mary-Kate, are you telling me you were the Liberty's downfall this year? No, but the problem was I didn't do witchcraft for them. Oh, I thought you did. And it was like, to win on FanDuel. Bet against <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> there were some random football parlays. I, I think I had free bets. I cashed out and deleted the app. I said, mm -hmm. I, I can't be held responsible with gambling. Oh, yeah. Gambling's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. I would, um, you know, I don't really think I have any vices. Whenever I tell people that, they look at me crazy. <laughs> Kelsey, but, <laughs> well, okay. We're going to get, we're, okay. We're really going to get vices. But, um, I would like to think I don't have any, but I feel like I would be a really crazy gambler. Like I would have a serious addiction gambling because I remember as a kid and throughout my teen years going to Dave and Buster's. You know what Dave and Buster's is? Yeah. 
we go to Dave and Buster's and it was that game where it was like the light will go in a circle and you have to like press the button to stop it inside the rings. Yes. I feel like that was the most, yeah, the most addicting game of all time. Yeah. When I actually, when I do wind up in a casino, those, the, the wheel ones are the ones that I'm, oh my God, I know what specifically one you're talking about. I feel like Chuck E. Cheese had that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one I definitely spent a lot of time on. But I love the wheel ones in um, casinos, too. That's always what I gravitate to. Um, I'm just going to go out and say it. Umar Thurman has ugly feet. <laughs> There's the first feet shot of the Tarantino. Oh, is there, like, always a foot feet shot? Yeah, he has a foot fetish. Oh, really? Another reason <laughs> I can't really with Tarantino. Wow. I did not know that. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it was so bad. Oh, really? Yeah, it was <laughs> so bad. And especially because the girl whose feet was prominent was like 17 or 18 when they filmed it. I was like, God damn it, Tarantino. Yeah, it's actually, you know Margot Qualley? Who? No. She's Andy mcdowell's daughter um you might know her if you saw her but she was like 17 or 18 and then her feet were just constantly in the shot oh wow yeah how weird people in hollywood are fucking weird very they're really crazy especially emma stone (laughs) (laughs) so i imagine you're maybe i should what were you gonna say I imagine you're um, pro Andrew Garfield. Um, I don't care for Andrew Garfield. One of my really good friends in the industry went to high school with Andrew Garfield. Oh, wow. Any bad things, good things? He just said he was just a loner. <laughs> Every time he tried to speak to him in the hallway, he would just walk away. I went to high school Actors with Pete Davidson. So weird. You what? I went to high school with Pete Davidson. Oh really? Is yeah. it? Oh, because this is why you you you're saying you never understood the reference between Pete Davidson and and Dierica Hamby. No, I understand. Unfortunately, now I can't really um. Interesting. Unsee it, but uh. So what is what is Pete Davidson? Is he like an actor? I don't know why he's famous. Comedian. Um, he was uh, on SNL. Comedian. I I guess he's uh, an actor, but it's more of like the I, of the SNL variety, you know comedy and... i hate snl i absolutely hate it yeah i could see why i'm not like i don't watch it religiously i probably did as a teenager but not really anymore <clears throat> i can't respect i can't respect or call anything or anyone funny when they have no competition and they go out of their way to eliminate competition yeah to make sure they're the only sketch comedy series out there and they've been doing that since like the fucking 70s yeah that's a good point There was a few in the early 2000s, no? Like, um... Oh, yeah. yeah. And they all they all left. Yeah. They all left. Chappelle's show was amazing. Um, I love Chappelle's show with all my heart. But honestly, my favorite sketch comedy series of all time is Human Giant, which is so freaking amazing. I don't think I've ever seen Human Giant. Human Giant was on MTV. That... The, the sketches they would do on that were so... <laughs> um i'll give what you one it, example what was it mad 
Madam TV. Oh, Mad TV. Mad TV. Yeah, Mad TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was one too. I, I was never really that into Mad TV, but they had a really good run. This animation's pretty sick. I don't know why, but I feel like this is me, and that's my dad. <laughs> and the person killing him is Emma Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to rationalize this hate I have for Emma Stone. I, I don't. I don't really. Um... I think I feel indifferent towards her. Well, hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll feel the same way. Yeah, I'm trying to find reasons because I want to be on your side on this. I will say that that fucking jazz movie. Big negative against her. Easy A as well. I haven't seen that since it came out. I, I really liked it at 16, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I, it holds up now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it now. That was literally you earlier in the podcast. I, <laughs> <laughs> interesting so one of the sketches that were that was on human giant was um (laughs) it was literally like three friends walking in the wood right after they're done uh hiking or camping or whatever and they found this abandoned van and they opened it up and it was like money like millions and millions of money right Mm -hmm. and they're like yo we can take this money but it might change our lives and how we might view each other and they're like Yo, shut up and give me the money. He's like, whoa, 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 let's think about this for a second. And then someone was carrying an axe. So they just immediately killed one of the friends. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, he was going to double cross us for the money. <laughs> he's like, you don't know that. And then he points a, a gun at the other guy. He's like, dig your own grave. And then he immediately shoots him with, like a, with an arrow. And then they both end up nearly killing each other. And they're like, oh, my God, we're going to die out here. And he's like, speak for yourself. As he, like, hobbles his way towards the van to, like, count the money, <laughs> he, like, he, he he looks at the money closely. And it's, like, Chuck E. Cheese dollars. <laughs> I can't believe I've never it's seen so this before. I watched a lot of MTV when I was way too young to be watching it. Oh, it was so great. Yeah, Aziz Ansari was one of the main characters, or one of the main actors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was The Man Show a sketch? The Man Show was definitely sketch comedy. I think that was more on, like, HBO. Yeah, that was Jimmy Kimmel and Sarah Silverman, right? Wait, what? Wasn't it? (laughs) No. Who Who was on The Man Show? The Man Show was um, what's his face? Who was um, who's a comedian that's actually from Georgia? God, I forgot his name. Let's see, the Mister Man. Jimmy Kimmel was absolutely on the Man Show. The Mister Men Show? No way. The Man Show, HBO. Oh, 
I'm thinking of Mr. Show. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can't tell if I'm being gaslit right now. Yeah, with David Cross and Troy Miller. No, wait, no, not Troy Miller. David Cross and Bob Odd Odderick. Odd Oddenrick, whatever. Oddenrick, whatever his name is. The guy from like the better Odin call Kirk? Sal. Yeah. David Cross is actually I see him all the time. He's a regular at my bar in which I'm a regular. Oh really? Yeah, him and um Amber Tamblin. Who's that? His wife. She was in uh I know her from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Interesting. So you just know celebrities? Well, David Cross, but I barely knew who he was. Someone had to tell me. <laughs> so you hang out with celebrities? Is that what you're telling me? I don't I don't hang out with David Cross. <laughs> no. He just sits at are the you, bar. Are you trying to let me know in the most calm way possible that you're actually best friends with Emma Stone? <laughs> <laughs> And you're one actually day, like a, a spy. One day I'm going to see her and it's I'm not going to be able to get this out of my head. I can't wait. One day you are <laughs> going to see her and she's going to be like, hey, you know, Carlin, right? I feel like that in guy. Atlanta working in film, you're more likely to see her than I am. Maybe, possibly. But I feel like if she would ever come across someone I know, she'll be like, hey, you know, Carlin, right? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, like, yeah, he's fucking weird. And then she just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> This, this movie just turned into an anime. I know. <clears throat> the animation definitely looks cool, but yeah. I guess this is the... Uh, the part of the film where we're like, hey, we're on a budget. <laughs> Animation is cheaper than um, filming, you think? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it depends, I, I guess, where you are. Because in Japan, which I've been to Japan. I have stories about Japan. In Japan, they make animation over there like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this you revealing that you're a weep? I'm a weep? <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? A weep? What is that? Well, well. Isn't that um well, actually, I think that's Hold on. Let me Let me see what it Did actually Did you just call me a slur without calling me a slur? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. A weeb is a um, term for a non-Japanese person who's obsessed with Japanese culture. Oh no! I I well I I do really like Japanese culture, but I hate anime, so that's that can't be that can't be. Yeah, no, I think that's the the prerequisite is that you have to be really into anime. Yeah, I hate anime. I actually have a video on my channel saying that I hate anime. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried anime so many times because so many friends have been like yeah but if you try this one i think you'll really like it because i do like cartoons i just i just i don't know i haven't been able to get into it 
Full Metal Alchemist of the Brotherhood is the one everybody's convinced will be what turns me. Oh, it's trash. Don't even. <laughs> Absolute trash. The first episode was awesome. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then, the, then the, everything else was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. The, the mom, how she died, and then she just didn't tell her kids that she died. Like, what fucking bad parenting. <laughs> like, get the fuck on somewhere. <laughs> no sympathy for you. I have no sympathy for stupidity. I have such a hard time suspending um, my disbelief for like logistics that are off. Like when something doesn't make sense, I'm like, wait, and I and I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, wait, but how did they get there? And why did they think that? Because that wouldn't make sense. They wouldn't know about that thing. <clears throat> um, I'm the same way. But when I process that in movies and TV shows and something doesn't make sense and I lo- try to make it make logical sense. And if, if it doesn't, immediately I just render it as a sci-fi. <laughs> <coughs> Fair enough. Which is why I think all movies are sci-fi. <laughs> Kill Bill is a sci-fi right now. Yeah, with the uh, the animation. <laughs> the animation. Sure. This woman biting this man's lip to death. <laughs> uh the the killing the sh- her missing the shot point blank from a cereal box. Um, this is the weirdest sci-fi I've ever seen in my life. Japan is weird. It's a really weird place. Have you been there? But it's amazing. Yeah, I I went there back in 2017. Mm. I do want to go. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have a great time. They just, um... They don't teach common sense there, which is a really weird thing to say. But do they have common sense? Like, like they, they don't because they don't teach it. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't teach critical thinking in their in their schools. Interesting. So, like for an example, I remember I was standing at the train station and there was like a little pop up smoothie shop, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a smoothie." I told the lady, "I would like a strawberry smoothie." I point to it. Um. She gives me a mango smoothie instead. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want a strawberry smoothie. So she gets the strawberry smoothie. And she gives me both smoothies and said I have to pay for it. Like both of them. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just wanted the strawberry smoothie. And she was like, what? <laughs> like her brain couldn't process anything. So she went to go get her friend who was also working there. She told her friend what happened. She couldn't process it. So they went. they both went to go get the manager. And the manager was like, literally having a stroke thinking about what to do and it wasn't like a, like a language barrier thing it was just no 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 a lot of people don't know like in japan a lo- most of the stuff down there is english mm-hmm. like a, a lot of people don't speak english but like the road every sign that you see in japan above it is the english version of it interesting yeah because of how much uh tourist attraction they get over there oh that makes sense it's tourist attraction and in our military they have we have military bases over there yeah so yeah they, they don't teach critical uh thinking skills <laughs> um i have a really funny hooker story if you want to hear it absolutely please <laughs> hit me 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't pay for sex at all. I don't, I don't see the point of it. But hmm. there is something. There's a. There's. A, I'm not saying, but like I actually did it. But there's okay. So there's a thing called the red light district in Tokyo, where there are two types of people there. Right? There are civilians, just regular people, and then everyone carries umbrellas there too. There are regular people with regular umbrellas, and then there are these other people who have white umbrellas. Mm-hmm. These people with white umbrellas are hookers, prostitutes, right? Sure. Um, this lady approached me, and I'll never forget this. She approached me, and she was like, hey, are you okay? I see you messing with your back. Are your back okay? I'll give you a massage if you want it. And I'm like, you know what? My back does kind of hurt. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I was like, I, I was walking, literally walking for like 10 hours straight. I was like, my back really does hurt. Um, I was like, okay, how much How much for the back massage? And then she literally took one step back. She looked at me from head to toe. And she's like, for you, mm, 500, 500 for you. And I'm like, 500 for a fucking back massage? Are you kidding me? And she's like, no, 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 no. I'll give you the full package. Sucky, sucky, all that. Like, I'll give you everything oh, you no. want. Oh, <laughs> no. And I'm like, this is crazy. So what a lot of people don't know is the prostitutes down there, you have to be like really aggressive and like to the point where you're yelling at them to, to, to leave you alone or else they just, they'll just keep bothering you. Oh my God. So since I'm the nicest man in the world, I couldn't yell. (laughs) I couldn't yell at all. So she ended up following me the whole night to the point where she basically became my tour guide for all of Tokyo. (laughs) And um and I kid you not because in the midst of Tokyo you have um you have people standing outside of clubs trying to lure you in right to 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 their club or to their bar or whatever so we went into one club it was like a gay bar and I had no idea it was a gay bar so I just see just nothing but men I'm like hey where are all the women <laughs> like where are the women <laughs> are the women gonna show up here so then we kept walking and this really weird sketchy guys tried to lure us into this underseller club so with her on my arm we went down there and this guy did a magic knock right and this guy opens this little peephole closes it and opens this door with has like three locks in it at this point i'm scared (laughs) we walked inside and i kid you not there were uh five to six women just lined up just waiting oh my god i hate that right right i'm like this is legit like those documentaries about sex trafficking right exactly and then he was like yeah you can you have your pick you you have your pick you know and i'm just like this is fucking crazy immediately the only option i had was to pretend that my hooker friend was my girlfriend (laughs) and i was like yo my girlfriend's not cool with this we're out of here okay oh my god she's she's disgusted by this and i and i told her i'm like come on we're we're leaving we're leaving we're getting out of here and she's like yeah 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 we're out of here we're going to a hotel and i'm like no 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 we're not going to a hotel (laughs) we're we're just leaving so yeah that's my hooker story jeez and that's on doing your research before you go abroad. <laughs> There's I, no no amount of research can prepare you. I promise you. <laughs> I learned that um, uh, 
that a lot of the massage places in New York, because there's so many sort of shady looking <gasps> massage places. No. Um, a lot of them are happy ending places, but I didn't know that because I get oh, massages okay. all the time and I'll just go wherever's closest that has a cheap rate, you know? Wait, does that work? For uh, women? N- well, I, I don't know if it works for women or not. Like, I've never been accosted. <laughs> but <clears throat> when I looked, I found the map. And there's a whole map that tells you which massage places have happy endings. And I had been to a massage place that was slated as a happy ending place. Never was accosted or anything. But, like, if I knew, I wouldn't have gone there. So what? Do, so what do they ask you? Um, I don't know if there's a code word. I don't. I don't know. Oh, there has to be a code word. There has to. I, I don't know because, like, I, I really don't know how it works. <laughs> I feel that's really weird. I don't think I could ever do that. Yeah, it's certainly not legal. Um, but it's kind of like a well, it's like a open air secret or whatever. Hmm. I just don't know what that would do for me, honestly. That's very awkward. And happy ending. That doesn't sound like a happy ending for me. Because no. I'm the type of person, if I have to do something sexual with someone, I would like to develop things further. Yeah. Can I have your number? <laughs> Can we watch... <coughs> Chuck Chuck Norris movies together. Can we watch Kill Bill? Can we watch Kill Bill and talk about Emma Stone? <laughs> Can we talk about something in front of someone and then code it about something else completely? Very aggressive like. So, are you from Brooklyn? No, I'm from Staten Island, unfortunately. Okay, so you're from New York. Yeah, brutal place to be from, Staten Island. But no, I've lived in Brooklyn for like like seven years now. Well, Staten Island is is known as like the Florida of New York. It's very um, Republican. (laughs) And... um, did you say Republic number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like not being too political, but yeah, it's just kind of a, it's, it's a it's a place. I mean, the the North Shore is like is reminds me a lot of Brooklyn. It's super diverse and and um, it's pretty cool. It, parts of it look like Brooklyn. You know, Wu Tang is from the North Shore of Staten Island, but um, never into. I was never into Wu Tang. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um well many many members of the Wu-Tang are from Staten Island but um yeah the South is so so ignorant and it's just you know it's it's very um it's very working class but um not in a not in a great way I don't know how to explain it a bit ignorant I should say <clears throat> This is great. Um, 
This is a great segue because now I can ask you, what is your origin story? <laughs> um, just uh, grew up in Staten Island and um, working class type of deal. And uh, I played a lot of sports growing up, especially softball. I was a pitcher. I played, I went to college and started playing softball, but I quickly realized I didn't want to do it anymore, at least at that level. Wait, um, you played softball? Yes. I did. Did you, um, <laughs> I, I hate to mention her, but <laughs> uh, Soraya from the group chat, uh-huh. she, she said a thing where she's like, well, you know what they say about women who play softball. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, I never denied that partially. Um, yeah, it's certainly um, a lot of the girls that I played were gay or wound up being gay or aren't admitting to themselves that they are. <laughs> so, um, This makes a lot of sense. And this also makes me feel more of an idiot for doing nothing in high school, but trying to ask out women who played softball. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty like 50, 50, you know, it wasn't totally, um, I would just say that the rate was higher within the softball team. Mm. Same with basketball too, though. Um, growing up. Yes. I try to tell people that these women from the WNBA are beautiful. They're gorgeous. Growing up playing basketball, women did not look like this. Yeah, they look like. Have you ever seen the Proud Family, that TV show? Oh God, I know what you're gonna say. They look like the gross sisters. I knew it was coming. <laughs> God, literally, it's no joke. Okay, so your origin story. Um, so after your lover died and you seek revenge, what else happened? <laughs> well, my love of softball died, <laughs> and uh, I was at SUNY Purchase College, and um. I just I actually went back to College of Staten Island temporarily because I wasn't having a great time. I was like, if I'm spending all this money and I'm not having a great time, what's the point? So I was like, let me regroup and go home. And then I never wound up leaving because I liked because the tuition and, and I wound up getting a good job for college purposes, you know. So mm. um, I never wound up transferring and... Um, I, I initially intended to work in TV, but I quickly realized I did not like it. And uh, I did casting and development for reality TV and a lot of a lot of like background producing, like office producing, you know, and it was just I found it so boring. Um, so I kind of like fell into social media. I worked for like a talk show and and like kind of interning slash fellowship and then I kind of fell into it did a lot of like theater social media mm. um worked for MTV before I won't say where I work now but um McDonald's. you know yeah now I'm at McDonald's <laughs> so I can pay for their hash brown inflation but um yeah it's uh I work in social media and it's it's hard and but I like being able to like create stuff but then also sometimes just like zone out and do spreadsheets and everything. It's a, it's a good mix of everything. Um, wow. It's just a hard industry because it's very, it's almost like I was talking to a recruiter recently and, and um, 
I was saying it's a bit like working in film, like it's all project based. So they, these corporate people, they look, they're like, why are we only at this place for six months? I'm like, cause it was a six month project, you know? So you're constantly kind of looking for new gigs, you know? Mm. <clears throat> okay. Um, so I asked you what your origin story was because I am secretly, well, I guess the secret's out. I am auditioning you for, uh, what's that romance show called on Netflix? Love Island? No, the other one. Love, Love is Blind? Yes. I'm auditioning you for Love is Blind. <laughs> I've already sent in the, the permission slip. <laughs> I already typed in all your origin. Forged my signature. Yeah. I've thought Forge about your it. Signature. I, me and my roommate joke about that all the time, but I, I don't think, um, I think that that show has only proven that love is not blind because they will have, be having the best conversations on the planet, vibing everything. And then the moment that, and it's usually the guy sees the woman. If she's <laughs> like, less ugh. than, than ideal, like, you know, traditionally ideal, it's over. Like he immediately turns on it, you know? <laughs> those <laughs> the special effects um what's your origin story where are you from um i don't appreciate you asking personal <laughs> things about me. <laughs> um i was actually gonna say i would be devastated if i've had the most amazing Tamsin, if you're listening to this, if I had an, an, a, a conversation with Tamsin as as they all go, which is amazing, and then if I were to see them in person and it's actually Emma Stone, I don't think I can live with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so betrayed. Um, but my origin story. Okay. Um, are you ready for this? Yes. Um, but I am distracted by... Um, Lucy Liu. Yes, because she's. Well, let's so... listen to Lucy Liu because I love Lucy Liu. <laughs> um, this is legit the Atlanta dating scene right now. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you try to bring up a woman's body count. <laughs> Just don't do it. <laughs> it's not important. So why would you bring it up? Yeah. She's flying United, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is so Tarantino. Right. This music and the shots and everything. Okay, so my origin story. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna be honest, Mary. Mary, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to depress you. You know, <laughs> after oh. 
after my my father passed away from a, a, a stampede, it was up oh, to me. Oh God, I know where this to, is going. Uh, <laughs> I take it you're a fan of The Office too. <laughs> I was uh, I was thinking Lion King. I've been told that my life really resembles that movie. I don't see it though. <laughs> I personally don't see it. Um, okay, my origin: um, born in California. Mm, I would have raised in California. So yeah. Well, I I traveled to California, but I don't, wasn't raised. Uh, at the age of three months, came down here to Georgia, to near the Atlanta scene, and I've been here ever since. Oh. Yeah. And um, grew up loving movies and, and TV. That's so great that you happened to be in Atlanta when like the film boom happened and everything, and you were able to like turn it into a career. Right. Yeah, I've always thought in high school that I would I would need it to move to go to like mm-hmm. California or New York, but gradually it was just like this was it started to become the new mecca. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was really cool. Um, grew up most of my life not having a girlfriend. <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what else? I, I grew up skateboarding, grew up playing basketball. Uh, love music. I love music. I have a lot of passion in music. Don't know how to play any instruments. Mm. But I love music so much. What when did you start watching women's basketball? I started watching women's basketball in 2014. Because mm-hmm. um, I think my dad took me to an Atlanta Dream game, and um, at that time the Shoni Shimo effect was happening. Oh yeah, she was such a rock star at the time. Yeah, and um, she became one of my favorite players of all time after just watching one game of her because <laughs> I've never seen so many indigenous people in one area before. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And they really showed up to just watch her, watch her play. So I got to see her play. Um, I remember I got to see Maya Moore, like what she was all about um, during that game. And, and yeah, I've, I've been hooked ever since really. I'm always like, um, I won't give too much details. Not that this person would be listening, but someone I have a crush on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Right now? Yes. In your um, workplace? No, not at all. Wait, wait. Workplace. Let me be your wingman. Let me be your wingman right here. <laughs> um, all right, was, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll set you a up. very famous um, female athlete's jersey. And I was already crushing on this person. And mm. that really set me over the edge. That's an immediate, it's such low hanging fruit, but it gets me every time. When I see a dude in like a woman's, you know, pro athlete jersey, I'm like, yes. Okay. I was trying to, I was really trying to let you finish that sentence before I finished it for myself. At first <laughs> I thought you are like, I really <laughs> love men in, in women's clothing. <laughs> just, oh. All right. Well... <laughs> This is amazing. Okay. So, you, so I'm always really... fascinated by men and how they get, like how men get into women's sports. And I'm interested in that. Um, really? Interesting. 
Yeah, because it, you, I feel like you guys get so dogged on by your peers and stuff. And um, I don't know. Sometimes it takes a lot to tell your friends to fuck off, you know? Um, my ex-girlfriend, I took her to an Atlanta Dream game. And she fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't stand it. First off, the mascot was like attacking her because she wouldn't sit down before the home team scored the first points because I'm like, that's the law. Like, you have to stand up. And she's like, no. Uh, she was a very uh, snotty person, if I can say that. She <laughs> So she just didn't have fun. And then she saw how beautiful all the players were and she just felt threatened. Because <laughs> I took her to... Because this is like... Uh, 2019. So she saw Monique Billings and how beautiful she was. She saw Kelsey Plum in person. She saw Derrica Hamby. I see. All these, all these beautiful women. Aja Wilson. Um, yeah. The night did not end well for me, but <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I feel like a lot of women like like you don't exist. What do you mean, like? That appreciate it or yeah men who appreciate women's sports yeah i mean i feel like there's not a lot of men that exist that appreciate women's sports mm. i feel like there's like the obvious the the uh dad of daughter to fan pop pipeline you know oh. um but you know when i see younger men that like don't have that um I'm impressed and maybe the bar is on the floor, but, uh, yeah, that's why I was curious. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. I think I have such a passion and I speak about women's sports so much. Whenever I do it on Twitter, people don't think I'm real. They keep, first thing they say, tell me is they think I'm a bot. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, um, Maybe you feel the same way, but something I've observed, I feel like is is men that actually, when we're talking about people that hate women's sports, men that hate women's sports, because it's, there is women that hate women's sports, which is a whole other thing to unpack, but um, it's usually the guys don't that don't really know what they're talking about, or were absolute scrubs, you know what I mean? Um, mm. I find like, I find a lot, the guys that are really knowledgeable, um, and really appreciate sports for like many different reasons and are intelligent about sports. Um, I'm oh, never the ones wow. knocking on women. Wow. This is a compliment for me, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose I could admit. <laughs> it's a compliment. Yes. Thank you. I accept your apology <laughs> and your compliment. The famous jumpsuit. Is this what happens in, in, in a woman's washroom? Sometimes. Depends you see on someone on the, the phone. You, you see someone on the phone and you look at them with that intent. Like, are they talking to my man? <laughs> Sometimes. Honestly. Okay. I feel like at the so wedding we're... at a wedding is that where you would get that kind of drama or like a party where you know people. Oh wow. 
So we're about to witness probably the most iconic. I feel like it's the most iconic. Um, Quentin Tarantino scene, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's one of the most iconic scenes in in, in filming. He does big scenes so well. Who is this white lady? That's actually pretty accurate. There's a lot of white women in Japan. <laughs> Lucy Lou. <sighs> perfect. She's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, there's a really good romantic comedy called Watching the Detectives. She's in. It's so mm. good. The blood sprays are killing me. Um, For the remainder of the scene, I'm going to pretend you're Uma Thurman. And all these people are women haters of women's basketball. I was going to say Aces fans, but you know. Aces fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, allow me to be Lucy Lou then. <laughs> I was going to say he looked like Charlie Brown. That's literally me running. (laughs) Dude, she's swole as hell. She can do that. So the more I look at this, or I guess when I rewatch it now, this shit is actually really fucking goofy to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like, giving goofy. The the blood spatters are sending me. It's like it's like the the sword play for someone who like watches a lot of uh, I guess sword mastery, mm-hmm. and I'm like really into samurai culture and how they used to fight and like the combat and stuff like that. <clears throat> this shit screams. I just went to Party City. I got a little play sword. I'm about to go goof off with my friends. Even the look on her face. Is that what happens when you get stabbed? You bleed from the mouth like that? Um... No, you all the times bleed. you've been stabbed. Yeah, well, I've experienced in this. I've actually started bleeding from my toes. What? <laughs> <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> oh, I I will ask. <laughs> <laughs> if not now, soon. 
So I don't know if you know this, but there's a thing in Japanese culture where they're, it's, a, it's like a, a word, where Japanese women are obsessed with American men and they want to date them, marry them, make love to them. What is it? I don't know. I forgot no. the name of it, but I was really pissed when I couldn't meet a single, like any one of them at my time in Japan. Brutal. little Spielberg shot there. Mm. I feel like with that kind of weapon, you're only, you're only going to have like one chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. going to take everything from your power to kind of like wind up again. <laughs> Straight up backflip. Those cleats. This is a Nike production. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> oh my god the suspense oh. this is why i don't like action movies like gore and and all this kind of stuff stresses me out well you know what maybe you haven't watched the right action movies i did a um Oh, well, I'm in the current process of finishing it. A um, a video about the romantic, the golden age of rom-coms. Uh -huh. And my intro for it is I talk about the golden age for every single genre mm. in, in cinema. And I do like voice, like voice acting for it and all that stuff. So I do one for the 90s, which is action movies. And I feel like if I were to show you that, maybe you'll find an action movie you, you would like. Because they're so cheesy that it's hilarious. Yeah. Maybe it comes it's from... It's great. I feel like a lot of people take them very seriously. And it, maybe if you look at it as kind of a joke, which is what I started doing with horror because I get very scared. Really? But if I watch it kind of in a campy way, it changes it. I don't know. Really? I don't I stopped being afraid of horror movies. I don't I don't watch horror movies. I don't like them, but I stopped being afraid of them once I kind of figured out that the a lot of these. Well, no, it's not even a formula. A lot of these horror monsters like Freddy Krueger, Chucky, Jason Voorhees, 
a lot of these monsters and killers are really pro-black. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, they mostly just kill white people. That's, and when they that's do a have, good way to look at it. But, but when they do have to kill someone black, they usually kill them first and they have to get it out of the way as if it's a <laughs> chore doing it. Like, they just hate hate it. They absolutely hate it. And that's of, why they usually kill them fast and quick. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good, like, more like slasher or, you know, scream or whatever. I th- I find those fun horror. I think it's more so the, like, very intense horror that I'm like, and I hate gore so much. Mm. Well, you know what? When's your birthday? March 17th. Oh, my God. My birthday's in March, too, and it's in the teens. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 14th? I can't tell you, because then we're going to actually start being friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're already a Pisces, so that's that's enough information. Oh, yeah, you do know I'm a Pisces. Us Pisces got to stick together. <laughs> Everybody hates us. <laughs> okay, well, since your birthday's coming up, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Since coming you don't up. like... Yeah. Since since you don't like action movies, I'm going to make a action movie trailer for you. Okay. Of your life. <laughs> and I'm going to do the voiceover for it. Okay. <clears throat> I'll give you I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Let's see, how would I start it off? See, this is the part, like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, I just, like, disassociate during these scenes. Because there's so much violence? Yeah, and it's just, like, I always feel like they go on for too long, and I'm just... I don't know, I just check out every single time. Visually, it looks good. I wish Jacob was here. it does look sick. Like my friend Jacob, he's like a super super director. <laughs> I say super director. He's just a director writer. He's he's awesome at what he does. But um, he loves Quentin Tarantino stuff. He would totally go on a full analysis right now if he was here. <laughs> but then first, so he'll he'll promote his own film first. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, he's pretty good, but um. Yeah, my my movie is uh <laughs> I think I'm so too like when it comes to action cuz so so often with action the characters suffer a little bit. Um, you know, character development and all that, which is not so bad in this, but in general, I'm so I'm so character driven. A story could mm-hmm. be like not that deep, but if like I fall in love with a character, I'll get so into it. I have a feeling that you and I should do another podcast and this time we should watch Barney's Big Adventure so you can understand <laughs> what I'm talking about when I mean by character development. <laughs> I feel like I've definitely seen it. I was Barney's biggest fan. <gasps> then you know the song. Which one? The gun drop song. Oh, of course. Oh, the gun drops. Oh, the lucky gun drops. <laughs> oh my God. I used to be jam into that i had um 
the bar one of the Barney Christmas specials on tape. I used to wear it out. I have um me and my friends were talking about I was talking about you know, I grew up with not a lot of money, so so I only had like five or six VHS tapes and I would wear them right, into right, the yeah. ground. Yeah. So you I were thought, telling us about that. Yeah, go into that because you're, you're saying that it led you into a life of crime. You normally had to steal. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, so I feel so intensely about these five specific movies. Um, and I was ranting about a movie, one of the movies to my friends and why they should watch it. And I felt so passionate about it. And it's so stupid. And my friend's like, you should start a podcast and talk about the five movies that made me or something because your ability to talk up a movie that nobody cares about is unbelievable. Mm. That movie being Heavyweights, Ben Stiller's best role. Oh my God. Do not get me started on some heavyweights. My brother and I, (laughs) we will quote that movie every fucking day. Are we the same person? (laughs) Are we... I'm going to end the podcast right here because I feel like <laughs> you might. It's getting weird. <laughs> I think you might just be me only with a vagina. Me and, <laughs> me and my ex-roommate. We had It was me and two of my friends that lived together. And we lived together through the pandemic. So we had a lot of time on our hands. Me and her would go on for hours quoting that movie back and forth, and our other roommate was so sick of us. Oh man, don't even get me started. Like every little thing I do throughout my day, I quote the movie. Yeah. So like, if I'm working out, and if I'm like, if I go on like my bathroom scale, just to check Step how much I weigh. Scale. Yeah, yeah, this is literally what I tell myself. I'm like, all right, let me get on the scale. Get your ass off the scale. Get off the scale. <laughs> <laughs> and then um i have a perk i'm percussizing uh tank i wear at the gym oh my god whenever i see someone who's like really uh let's say has a really big body like they're overweight like extremely uh-huh. overweight i look at them and i'm like 10 bucks they have a salami on their back <laughs> <laughs> My my TikTok name is literally well like the header is oh look a de- deli meat. Right. <laughs> I can't see those sausages like in the in the pork store or whatever that without thinking about it. The movie lives in my head rent free at all aspects of my life. The movie is so great, and I it's, think you know I watched it like is- a. Sorry. Oh, what? what? No, go ahead. Go, please go. <laughs> no, the best part is it's Judd Apatow, which a lot of people don't know. Yes. And it was canned, but it's the funniest movie ever. It only has like a 43% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. But it's funny, if you look at kids' movies in the 90s, every single movie that, you know, kids of that era would have adored and still adore is rated mm-hmm. horribly. Sandlot mm. is only like 50% or something like that. Wow. I feel like 90, 90s movie critics were just fucking haters. They were all divorced white men. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for the longest for heavyweights, I've um 
I think I watched that movie a hundred times as a like over a hundred times as a kid. And then watching it again as an adult, I just realized that Ben Stiller played like two different roles. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, that's Ben Stiller? <laughs> I think I realized that much later too. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, it's it's up there. It might be the funniest comedy I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's definitely in the top five, and it's up there next to Happy Gilmore, mm. The Water Boy, and Big Daddy's high for me. Really, Big another Daddy. canned movie. <laughs> Big Daddy's cool. Adam Sandler had a really good run, and then. Mm. It just it it went downhill after Mr. Deeds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think he understood how good he was as a dramatic actor. He just kept going back to comedies. Yeah, and then it kind of got old too. It's the same shit over and over again. Yeah. Which hey, I would do the same thing. Honestly, if I had enough money to just make comedies with my best friends i would do that yeah (laughs) that's a good point (laughs) um since you love heavyweights i'm gonna recommend a a comedy movie for you and it's gonna change your life Mm -hmm. it's called the sasquatch gang okay i'm writing it down it's it's about it's about three best friends who are really geeky and nerds. They decide to go looking for Bigfoot and <laughs> they're in, like in the woods. I'm sold. <laughs> but it's really funny because the movie has two storylines. It's the storyline of the kids looking for it. And then it's the storyline of like their neighbor who is this uh, kind of like this deadbeat guy. And he hears what the kids are doing. He's like, wait, there could be some money in that. Let's go look for Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like on there with like heavyweights comedy. Mm -hmm. It's so stupid. (laughs) I don't know why this made me think of it, but a lot of people haven't seen it. Um, You ever see the uh, um, Taika Waititi movie? I think it's like the Into the Wild or the Wilds. The the one that's like a knockoff of Madagascar. It's well, it's not a oh hunt for the wilder people. Oh no no no! I've never seen it. I highly recommend. It's very funny. I don't the Sasquatch description kind of reminded me of it. It's also on that note of character driven, which Taika does pretty well. Yeah, my girlfriend loves love loves him as a filmmaker. Or I don't Tamsin, do you? She keeps referencing him because he like directs a lot of stuff overseas. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what it is? I think he did he did he direct he's from overseas and her favorite soap opera is from overseas, which is called um Neighbors. Okay. Yeah. It's a really weird soap opera. <laughs> Where things go wrong and you, and you blame the other person. Where is that? Uh, <clears throat> what country is that from? Do you know? It's from um, 
it's it's from australia so it's an australian mm. soap opera but it's not popular in australia at all it's popular in the uk <laughs> yeah you can literally watch an episode see a kid get attacked by a dog and then people will surround the kid and be like what the hell did you do <laughs> like, they, they, they blame the kid <laughs> just walking home from school Only I had someone like Lucy Lou in my life. <laughs> she looks so which much. Is you, oh, which is just... you, Tamsin. Which is <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm looking at Uma Thurman on certain angles. Her daughter looks so much like her. I mean, obviously. But... Oh, I didn't know she had a daughter. Yeah, Maya Hawk. She's actually in Stranger Things. Wait, who does she play? Uh, Robin, the lesbian. Oh, that's Uma Thurman's daughter? And Ethan Hawke, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. Of all the Nepo babies, I tolerate her the most, I think. Well, there's some good Nepo babies. A lot of them are trash. I just randomly had a daydream where I had to go back in time to um let me make sure i get this right make sure i get the time period right before i say anything <laughs> how do they make snow like this on set oh i can tell you well i don't I, I can't tell you how they make it but i can tell you that it's the most disgusting thing on the planet really yeah i was on i remember i worked on the walking dead like way back in the 2019 I think or was it 18 whatever I was on The Walking Dead right it was one of those snowy episodes and all that stuff they had like these huge machines that would just pump this fake snow texture into the air and they would put it on the ground and it's the most sticky uh, disgusting substance ever Ugh. and I kid you not we were literally walking around in, in the middle of uh it was like hot as shit outside and it was just snow. <laughs> we would take like set photos and of like literally it looks like a blizzard's happening and we're all like in shorts and like, t-shirts. Just sticky. <laughs> Filming in Atlanta probably could be so brutal sometimes, right? With the heat. Uh, oh, well, it's, it's funny you say that because how I got that job for um, The Walking Dead. <clears throat> Uh, the, the previous guy who had the position, uh, fainted on set because of oh my God. the heat exhaustion, and he couldn't continue. <laughs> Not the scalp. It's literally what you tell your barber. Just a little bit off the dome. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Okay, so that daydream uh, I, I was telling you about. I have a feeling, I, I had a daydream that I had to go back in time to 1988. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Terminator. I had to go back in time and stop this woman 
from giving birth. Because she was going to give birth to Emma Stone. (laughs) (laughs) Did you look up Emma Stone's birth year? I sure fucking did. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this cannot happen. I don't know. Is it is it wrong for me? I want you to really, really answer this. Be really truthful. Is it wrong for me to think that if Emma Stone wasn't born, we wouldn't have like coronavirus? We wouldn't have the coronavirus. We wouldn't have the war that's happening all across the world right now. Both wars. Uh, Trump wouldn't be in office. Right. Um. Easy A would set him over the edge. <laughs> oh my started, god. Started his villain origin story. No, he was a villain uh, since he was born. I would die on this hill. What are you eating? Cough drops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just popping them like candy right now, trying to keep it together. You're such an addict. I think they're sugar free. Hopefully. Otherwise I'll be really upset or, or, or otherwise you overdose on cough drops it's more so the sugar some of the the cough drops could have a lot in it yeah they do that they kind of help people make it taste better which is crazy because i remember seeing some over the counter um was it vi- vitamins and um they're like had, like they're just sugar coated yeah I don't need it to have sugar. I, I rather it hurt, like menthol or numb it. You know, um, doesn't need to taste good. <sighs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm saying because I feel like sometimes I'm like I think I'm just eating candy. This is not helping at all. Versus the menthol ones, you're like I feel my sinuses clearing. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You would be a great action movie lead role. You know that? I don't think so. <laughs> I think you would actually. I feel like I know you better than anyone ever has ever known you in your life right now, <laughs> and I can do a, a really good impression of you in an action movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> okay, so the scene is. You are you walk into the bar and you see the guy who killed your boyfriend. Right? Uh-huh. So this is you walking up to him. Hey. Dirtbag. I'm about to swipe you like a credit card. <laughs> and then you immediately take your credit card. No, no, you take his credit card and you just swipe his neck. And you have a Kill Bill blood splatter. And um, his girlfriend looks at you. And then you tell her, I'm about to light you up like a candle. (laughs) And then you just (laughs) literally light her on fire. (laughs) And then you say a heavyweights quote while while walking out. That's accurate. That part is accurate. Yeah. And then the whole bar explodes. I think I would just try to kill them in dirty looks, really. But the heavy heavywoods quote would definitely happen. So that's funny. So you would probably you would get someone in a headlock 
and you'd be like, I think I'm feeling skinny, Tony. And then you just <laughs> snap their neck. <laughs> exactly. I do I do stay fighting men in bars though, so that part's accurate. Really? Yeah. I, I hate the way people act when they drink. I really can't stand it. You know, and Our... I and I and I drink, but like Okay, I was just about to say. (laughs) Yeah, I'm drinking right now, actually. But like, but like, you know, when people get obnoxious and aggressive, I I think it comes from my dad because he was always like, he he would always say, "Now remember, when you're drinking, it's not a fucking sprint; it's a marathon." (laughs) So I get Mm. really annoyed when people get really. You know, especially at my age, like you get older and people are just getting like stupid drunk immediately and it's like getting sloppy and stuff. It's just not cute when you get older, you know, and I and I think I have very little patience for it. Mary Kate, I'm going to say something to you. Yeah. This conversation started off with you saying that you hate a certain type of people when they drink and it then it slowly kind of turned into you saying that you hate yourself because you you you're. You, you drink. No, I didn't you don't know how I, to stop drinking. That's not what happened. I control myself, and that's what I hate about other people is that they can't. Can you? Can you control oh, yeah. yourself? Hell yeah. At a time, I couldn't, but now I can. Okay. I love how you're telling me that you can control yourself, and you're sipping on your alcoholic beverage. What are it's, you drinking? It's It's just red wine. Wow, that's really it. I would love, I would absolutely love with all my heart that you said it's just red wine and it's really like a bottle of Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. Uh, Yeah, so that's the freaking movie. So that's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Movie's over. That's crazy. Um, I kind of feel like how I thought I would feel about it, which was indifferent. Okay, so since the movie's over, at the end of the podcast, because of what this podcast is about, we have to name uh, a few things that you are appreciative about this film. Because although you might not want it to see it or, or you might not like it, this is someone's favorite movie out there. And it's Kill Bill. This is definitely someone's favorite movie. Sure, many. So I'm going to ask you, what can you appreciate about the film? And then you can just tell me your overall opinions about it and give it a score. Um, Appreciate. I, Quentin Tarantino, I feel like his movies and this in general too, this movie in particular is so colorful. Um... <laughs> And, you know, just beautifully shot. And the action scenes are sick. I love that he incorporates kind of janky, like, um, you know, the anime, the black and white, um, suddenly changing completely the filming style out of nowhere and then going back to it. Um, You know, I I really do enjoy that kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, Uman Thurman's great. Lucy Liu is an icon and the most gorgeous woman on the planet. So that I could appreciate. Um, she and- is next to Tamsin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, they're both fantastic in it. So I guess that's uh, what I have to say about good things. 
I'm sure there's more, but I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't hear a word you just said. You were slurring your words. I think it's the, the, oh the Jack God. speaking. No, it's the cough drop in my mouth. No, I'm joking. Uh, you, you're <laughs> fine. So what, 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 do, what do you give the movie? Scale of 1 to 10. 7. Really? I mean, I don't know if it's like outside influence. Like, I, I'm inclined to go 6, honestly. <laughs> It's up to me, and I feel like that sounds insane, though, coming out of my mouth, because so many people appreciate it. Um, but I just, like, as I said, I'm so character-driven. I just, like, I was not that invested in them as people. And if I'm not invested in them as people, I just don't really care, you know? Wow. Wow. That's actually pretty good, though, because you came into this movie not really wanting to see it, and you gave it a positive score. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, you know what that means? What? I changed your life. <laughs> um, yeah, you changed my life. I'm going to have to go to AA tomorrow. That's how you changed my life. No well, I um, signed you on for that. <laughs> I will probably, I will say, I will probably go and watch the second one. <clears throat> probably probably immediately because now i want to know um where they take it hmm. interesting i think i saw kill bill too it was just a different vibe i felt like how i don't know you, i didn't pay attention to it you, you haven't seen it in like 20 years how did you feel about it oh okay so my overall thoughts well first off the thing i can appreciate for kill bill is um first off let me see how much money went into this movie because it really did feel really low budgeted and i think quentin quentin tarantino does a really good job with managing budgets mm -hmm. and making them seem like uh, he gets the most out of them so yeah a 30 million dollar budget um that's actually really cool because um i guess smaller bu budget movies a lot of a lot of people don't know what to do with that kind of money and they feel like they can't work with it but um Kill Bill tells you otherwise. I think the scenery was great. Acting was on point for, for most of the part. Uma Thurman is a great actress. Love watching Vivica Fox. Lucy Liu is a dime, beautiful woman next to Tamsin. And <laughs> yeah. Um, it's cool. I mean, it's a goofy movie at the end of the day. Um, I do think, I think it's I took goofy. It, yeah, I took, I took it less serious in my next watch through which is now yeah and my outside of impression of it just of it existing i thought it was going to be something else like i didn't think it would be that goofy you thought there would be more it. feet <laughs> certainly expected more feet um and i i feel, feel like Maybe it's because how this movie existed in my mind before. It's like my brother is having like, you know, the hottest posters up of like Uma Thurman and Lucy Liu on their on their. Really. <laughs> yeah, like it was. It was. I feel like it's definitely a thing. Where like, especially Uma Thurman's poster from Kill Bill, on like most dudes' walls. So I think I thought it would be. I think my impression was it was a bit more. Sexual than it actually was. For sure. Interesting. 
Um, I and never that, found Uma Thurman attractive. <coughs> um, yeah, I could, I could say that. I'm indifferent, but <laughs> she, she's no Lucy Liu. <laughs> she's no Tamsin. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was not as. I thought it would be a bit more porny the the way guys love this movie, you know, like and and the the Kill Bill posters and yeah, mm. I feel you. Yeah, that's actually that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, I I would never have a, a poster of Uma Thurman on my wall though, <laughs> never, never. Well, one, I'm not really into blondes, so that could I, be yes. I understand that because me either. Right? If they're a dirty blonde, I mean, uh, you're. I feel like maybe I can, but I have to get to know you. I feel like blonde hair often washes people out and most people look better with darker hair. Yes, I do feel that way. But the only blonde that I will say had me in a chokehold in the early 2000s was Hilary Duff. Fair enough. Yeah. She she looks great blonde. I think Lady Gaga looks great blonde. Mm. Um, for, I think for the longest I didn't even know what she looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Duff is meant to be blonde, for sure. She actually had a brown hair phase, and when I think about it, I'm like, ew. Yeah, yeah, she didn't really look that good without it. No. Maybe I should be a blonde. <laughs> you know who Cisco is, right? Yes. That, that could be me. <laughs> the thong song. Yeah, the thong song. I once had an ASL professor, and that was her specialty. She's like, guys, do you want to see me sign a song like at the end of class? And we're like, hell yeah. She puts on the thong song <laughs> and signs the whole thing. <laughs> like, uh, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> it was so this iconic. Inappropriate. Um, that's hilarious. Um yeah uh thank you again for for being a part of this podcast yeah thanks for having me it was so fun yeah thank you for admitting you have a drinking problem <laughs> it's, it's, listen the first step is admitting you have a problem well i'm out of wine now so so we're going in the right direction <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> it's happening okay but yeah thank you for coming on here and um Starfighters, thank you for listening. If you're on YouTube, I think I'll make a YouTube video for this one. Um, yeah, leave a like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. If you're listening to this, wherever you listen to your podcast, leave a review and whatnot. And I will see you on the next one. But until then, Victor Death Starfighters.